For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchie as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butry is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Poimen Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butry for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. After all the things that we do here this day, every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. It's like even though he says you can eat and be happy, you have to be careful. You are not supposed to also cross your boundaries and do what you just feel like doing. Yeah. You see, when you are a father or a mother and you have children in the house and there is food, it's for them. I mean, many parents, when you have food in the house and your children don't eat it, it's a problem. It's either your food is all nice, so they don't like it. Some children are like that. One day, some uh, uh, man took his children to his uh, uh, sister's home. A man, he took his children to his sister's home. And the boys ate the food. Oh, happy. When they were coming, they said, Daddy, bring us back to auntie's house. So, okay, why, why do you want to go there? Because auntie's food is very nice. It's nicer than mommy's food. We always want to eat auntie's food. And mommy was in the car. Problem don't come. And there was silence in the car. I'm telling you. Children, they speak the truth. Tell you. Mommy has been cooking but the food is not nice. But it's like, that's what you have, so you eat it like that. Yeah. Be content. So they have been content. Yes. Verse 9. Listen. God said, be careful. Don't just go over your boundaries and do anything that you want. Because... For you are not as yet come to the rest and to the inheritance. You have not even come closer to what I have promised for you. So it's like, if now that you have little, you are living carelessly, then you become dangerous if I give you much and give you the promises that I have for you. So it says, for ye are not as yet come to the rest and to the inheritance which the Lord your God giveth you. You see, that's why when I look at the church, I see people, there is nobody here. My sister sits up nicely, beautiful. <laughs> Are you all right? Yes, beautiful. Yes. When I see, I look around, I see people here. There is nobody here who is a Bill Gates in the church. Or a, a Jeff Bezos. There is nobody who is a star who, when you are walking, people want your autograph. Do you know what it means? Yeah. Somebody sees you say, can you sign this for me? There's nobody like that in the church. There's nobody who has signed a check of one million dollars. Pastor, use it to do anything you want for the church. And let me tell you something. I am believing God that we will get there. 
some of you, one day you will get to that place. But listen, even though we haven't read there, I've seen pride in people. I've seen people who have come to a place where they want to do what they want. They want to come when they want. They want to be available when they want. Now, when you are like that, do you think God, I'm not, look, I'm not the one who has the power to bless you. If I have power to bless you, do you know that some people I will not bless? Because me too, I'm like you, human being, like you. Eh? Me and you, no difference. You, if you have money, is it not some people that you give money to? Yeah. It's not everybody. You don't just go around and you are doing show. Yeah. Me and you, we are like that. But, but you see, as for God, he has purposed that everybody is blessed. That's why I turn you to God that, you see, this thing that we find ourselves doing, the church we are in, it's God's church. We are children of God. And our faithfulness and our commitment must be to God because he is the one who will bless you. And even though we haven't reached there yet, I still see people who are behaving as if, yeah. You see, I see young people who are making choices to marry. Decisions, even the person to marry. When to marry. Sometimes when you meet somebody you want to marry, the wisdom we have is that it is not ready, it's not time yet to marry some people. Sometimes when you marry at the wrong time, eh, you fight for the rest of your life. Yeah, the marriage will every day fight pressure. Yeah, because you, you started at the wrong place. So you need guidance. But many people have come to a point where they don't want to hear. They feel that you are a bother. I'm yet to see billionaires in my church. But they are going to come. Now, even though we haven't reached there, some people are behaving as if they are billionaires already. That, that, you know, listen, do you know the lifestyle of rich people? They work in the night and they rest in the morning. Often. So they are not people you, you see, the, 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 the eight o'clock, they are in traffic with you going to work. Eight o'clock going where? The person has been working throughout the night when you were sleeping and snoring. And then in the morning, he's waking up, he's doing his tea, eating biscuits eating breakfast, doing exercises, listening to news, making calls, chatting, and then lunchtime, he goes for lunch, comes to the office, starts his meeting. So when you have closed at 5 p.m., he's in the office working late. That's their lifestyle. They are not lazy. But you, you don't have, you have not reached there. Sunday morning, that's when your billionaire spirit has come. That you want to sleep in the morning, Sunday. Do you get what I'm saying? Your laziness has come. Your, 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 your largesse. It's like you want to live like an Arabian king. Yeah. 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 For ye are not as yet come to the rest and to the inheritance which the Lord your God giveth you. So be careful. God has no, there is nobody here who has reached the point where God has finished with you. And if at this point you cannot be controlled, you cannot be taught, you cannot be instructed, my brother, forget it. You see, God, eh, he's not a fool. Do you think, even, even us, when you give privileges to people and you see signs of pride, it's like, you do something for somebody and the small thing that you've done, the person shows pride. You don't go out of your way to continue 
blessing that person. You cut yourself off. Yeah. That's the warning God gave to the congregation of Israel. That look, listen to me. Don't just do what you want. Many of you, you are doing what you want. You see, rich people, they control their time. That's why they have money. You, when you are employed, your, your contract says 8 to 5. Sister, go to work, 8 to 5. If you like, behave like your boss. Well, some of you, when it's closing time, whatever you are doing, you stop and you go. But the person who has created the world doesn't work with that mind. Yeah. 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 As they are traveling up and down, it's not that they like traveling, no, but it is necessary. Many of them, they don't like traveling. Yeah. But it's like it's part of the work. But that's why you see that's luxury. Yeah. Luxury. You are going to travel next week. This week, you won't come around. Oh, I'm preparing to travel. I've seen church members that are working in church. And after church, they have a flight, 4 o'clock. They just walk. They have come with their hand luggage. When they are traveling, light, hand luggage. You, when you are going, you have carried three suitcases. Don't, you are going with yam. You are going with gari. You are going with, <laughs> you are going with shrimps. <laughs> you are going with baobab. Your stomach is in the bag. Mar- you have ordered Baba from Mary. <laughs> and one job from Auntie Mariama. Hey. Verse 10. Verse 10. We are reading the Bible. Follow me. But when you go over Jordan... And dwell in the land which the Lord your God giveth you to inherit. And when he giveth you rest from all your enemies round about, so that ye dwell in safety. Listen to God's word. I'm telling you what God thinks about you. His plans. He says, when you go over Jordan, when you cross, some of you, you're only one of the first steps of your peace and happiness is to leave your home. But it's not time to leave. The day you leave your home, you have peace. But it's not time. And if, if now you don't learn how to flow and to do things the way God wants you to do them, the day you have your liberty, you misbehave. You see that as you have gone out of the home, you are in a hurry, like you see problems. So you, you have your freedom. Now I will live the way I want. You become a fool. Yeah. He says, when you go over Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God giveth you to inherit, and when he giveth you rest from all your enemies, are there not people and issues that are contending with you today? Many of us, we've not yet had victory over our enemies. Yeah. We have not reached a certain level of our lives in our relationship with God. That's why we need to be humble. So that you dwell in safety. Now we are in danger. We are in danger. Listen, some of you, eh, the home you are living in, the job that you are doing and the money you bring home, eh, it's like you have brought money into a bag of holes. Everybody is eating some. Everybody is pulling some. 
You can never break free. Yeah. Verse 11. Then there shall be a place, listen, which the Lord your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there. God knows that when I move you out of certain situations and circumstances, the only covering that you need is a place that he chooses for you and causes his name to be there. That is why when you walk out of your house this morning and you come here, you have come to a place where God has chosen for his name to be there. He is preparing you for something. And you see, what you are hearing is what you will also hear when you have much. But when you now don't want to listen and obey the things that God is saying to you, where he has chosen for his name to be, for your safety, do you think that this same God, his words will mean anything to you when you enter into your promised land? Because some of you, the day you marry, because you are disobedient, the day you marry, your disobedience will increase and that's your end. The day you get a certain job, the day you are exposed to certain lifestyle choices, you see that your humility is very far. And, and you don't go and belong to anywhere that God has chosen and put his name over. That's why I say there are people who don't come to church because the spirit of deception is operating in them. Yeah. Say so God says, I'm bringing Israel out of the wilderness and they are crossing the Jordan and I'm going to make them prosperous. They will not lack, they will eat everything. But before, they should be careful so that they don't just do what they want. Send the cross and I bring them into the promises. Then I will choose a place and put my name for them. Hither shall they bring I said, then shall be a place which the Lord your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there. Thither shall you bring all that I command you. It's like anything God says you should offer, there is a place to give it. There is a place to give it. If today you don't, when you have money, okay, you don't feel, you don't feel like you are, you are obligated to God in any way. You don't care about anybody. You don't think about the work of God. You don't give offerings. You don't do this. You don't care about anybody. Yeah, what can happen now? It's you. Do you think that when you have much, your heart will change? No. It doesn't work that way. If this is where God has chosen for you, and his name is here for your safety, and he wants you to be here and obey the commandments he has given you. You see, this is now the time to start following and doing the things. He taught Israel the way to prepare for a blessing. That, you see, all the commandments were given to Israel when they had nothing. And it was a warning that if you are not careful and you, you, you don't follow the commandments, the day you have a lot, your heart will be lifted up. In pride. Yeah. That's what happens to many people. They fall away. You see people in the church who have gates. They can sing. They can play music. They can do things. They won't humble themselves. When they go into the world. And they get the fame. They get into drugs. They get into occultism. 
they now some of them now are Satan worshippers. They have covenants with the devil, emblems and signs. Yeah, I'm telling you, tattoos and covenants. It's like they sell, they sell their souls. Their souls are sold to the devil. Because they didn't learn how to be humble. Everything, God, he knows an, the enemy more than us. And he wants us. When you see people who have, who have had money and they are famous and things, and they openly worship the devil and follow things, I'm telling you, many of them, eh, their lives are so empty. They have money, but they don't have peace. Your burnt offerings and your sacrifices and your tithes and the heave offering of your hand and all your choice vows, which you vow unto the Lord. It's like God has chosen that. There are things you do in his house. See, when you have tithe and you go and give it to the bank, that they should give it to orphanage, it's not called tithe. When you have, when you, let me tell you something. When, when you are working, your salary, everybody, when you are working, there's a percentage that the state takes away as your tax. Now, if you decide not to pay, because many companies deduct and they pay on your behalf. Yeah. You see, but for some people, it is your, you yourself, you must do it. Some employers have to do it on your behalf. But sometimes, if, 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 if you decide that this money that is supposed to go to the government, I'd rather use it for good works. You see? Now, when the state comes and they realize that one year you haven't paid your tax, and then you calculate and say, oh, this amount of money I gave to the orphanage, the state does not say that you have paid your taxes to the orphanage. It calls it default, and you are penalized. Because as long as it didn't come to them, it's not tax. It is the state that determines how to use the money. You also have yours. You have to use what you have. But when you take what belongs to the state, you will pay for it. When you have to give money to God, let, listen to me. Many of you, you don't have a covenant when it comes to your money. You think that we want your money. That's why we talk about money. We don't want your money. Because ask yourself, how much money have you given to the church? When we are doing things, what do you give? So don't give your money if you don't believe it. But if you want to believe it, I'm teaching you something. That if it ever occurs to you that don't pay your tithe, give it to orphanage. It is nothing like you are giving your money to orphanage. You are not paying your tithe. Eh, there are people in the church who are very poor. Me, I've decided I won't pay the money uh, uh, to the church. I'm going to solve people's problems. So I'm using the money to help people. Go ahead. But you see, these are things that Satan uses to teach and influence people. That's why some of you don't pay. Some of you are work, you don't pay tithe. You are looking at me. Yeah. You say you want God to bless you. You have not reached anywhere. Today you are not faithful. Do you think God is a fool to continue blessing you? You yourself. You cannot get into a certain realm and a certain level with your hard work. Life, eh, there is something called favor. 
That's why sometimes you can be working with somebody in the same company, same salary, but your lifestyle is different. There are some people who even are blessed more than their employers. Yeah. Some years ago, some guy committed suicide. He jumped. Yeah. He, he traveled, went to a hotel and jumped. And he left his employees there. They didn't understand. This man is there, uh, uh, paying our salary. He looks like he's happy. Uh, he has everything. He pays us. We are happy. I mean, then what happened? You see, the person is not money that makes people happy. Yeah, the blessing of God. And when you narrow everything to money, you have lost it. That's why sometimes when you go to universities, you see students who are happier than uh, uh, professors. Professors who teach and, and, and are pr- many of them depressed and wicked people. Lonely people. When, when they finish the lecture, they go into their uh, houses. They live there alone. Yeah. They are into things. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. The person looks like he's up there. But he's not there. Verse 12. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God. You and your sons and your daughters. Some of you, you, you see, you are not happy. Do you think that when you have children, you'll be happy? And your children will also be happy. Eh? Ask yourself. You yourself, you are not happy. And you shall rejoice. Happiness, eh? it is only God who gives happiness. You see, the world projects what it calls happiness, but it is not. When you see people who are in a party dancing, when you are sitting there, you may think that this is what they are having fun. Which fun? They are not having any fun. And your men servants and your maid servants, you will be happy that everybody in your house is blessed. And the Levite that is within your gates, you will be so blessed that even your pastor will be happy with you. You see, I'm not happy with some people because they are not happy with themselves. And you see, moodiness and happiness is a spirit. So as a pastor, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm close to you and I sense your unhappiness and I try to be involved to let you come out and you don't want, I don't want to be infected. Because the more I relate with you, the more I become dragged into your world spiritually. Of unhappiness. You see, we are seeking for you one day that when you marry, eh, you will be happy. Amen. When you have children, you will be happy. Amen. When you have people working for you, you will be happy. That's, that's it. That's the joy of a father. That's the joy of a pastor. Think about it. What do we want from you? What does God want from you? God wants our happiness. And he raises us as your Levites, your pastors, to lead you in the things you have to do so that one day you will also find happiness and peace. But if you choose not to do things the way God wants you to do them, in spite of all that we say, we cannot continue being in your life. Because iron sharpeneth iron. So a man, the countenance of his friend. If you have a friend, 
who is always moody, always unhappy, bitter about things, before you realize you are just like that friend. Mm. You meet a friend who doesn't respect their mother. Res- doesn't respect their father, speaks to them anyhow, and says bad things about them. You start looking at your father and your mother in a different spirit. Yeah. God has a perfect plan for the church to follow. It, it, it's, it's not like it's, it's like some mysterious thing. You see, I'm teaching you something very practical that you can put yourself in and do. People, anything that you have to become, eh, it starts with little. You have to learn how to grow it. You have to. And the Levite that is within your gates, for as much as he hath no part, nor inheritance with you, I don't want your money. God did not send me that when you have your money, come and give me. Do you understand? Yeah. As I left Ghana, there are countless people. Today, I've received more messages from people from Ghana. I've not read them. Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, if I go and read them, I will remember many things. But I don't ask them for money. They don't even remember me to give me money. Or to say, oh, we've missed you. We are sending you something. That's not my portion. God has a way of looking after me. I am just happy to know that it is well with you in your marriage. It is well with your children. It is well with your business. I delight in that. But you see, sometimes the reason why many of you reject and and look at us in a certain eye is as if we we are interested in your well-being. It's like we we want something from you. The congregation must be careful. Verse 13, Bible reading. Look at this one. Take heed to thyself. That thou offer not thy burnt offerings in every place that thou seest. Be careful that when you have something to give, you don't give it at any place that you should. You are not supposed to give. Because you see, money, money covenants. When you come and ask the price of this, and they tell you the price, and you give the money, it becomes yours. Sometimes when you go to a shop, and there are things on display, somebody has paid for it, even though they, has not, they, they have not taken it out, they write, sold out. Because a, a covenant has been made. We cannot give it out to anyone. Satan knows this, this thing far more than many of us even understand it. That is why he takes things from us. Anytime you give money and sacrifice it at the wrong place, he gives something back to you. But you see, he's a thief who cometh only to destroy, to kill, and to steal. So what will he give you? What will he give you? When you are quiet in your house and your friend comes and says that, oh, I have this phone. My sister brought it from America. 
I don't, I need some money. I, I don't want to use it. If you can take it and give me some $5,000. Meanwhile, the phone is maybe $15,000. Wow! Okay! Then you take the money. Yeah, you take the phone. Then you are there. You hear knock. Ibrahima, we are from the CID. Did you receive this phone from your friend? Oh, yes, my friend gave me this phone. Please follow us to the police station. There's something called abetment to crime. Your friend stole the phone and he gave it to you without your knowledge. But because you took it and you exchanged for, uh, uh, the, the product for money, you are also guilty. Yes, he goes to jail, you go to jail. That's the law. You can never, you see, and the evidence is there. The evidence is there. If you get a husband the wrong way, the evidence is there. Huh? Yeah. What you, are, what you have, is it God who gave it to you? Ask yourself. Hmm? You, you, you have been staying in the house of God all this while. And aren't you expecting that whatever you should receive, God should give it to you. But many of you, what you have is not, was not given to you by God. Somebody is behind it. That person is a thief. And when God comes, that thing that you have, you can't, you can't display ignorance. You see, that's why God's word warns us. And many of you, out of your ignorance, you dismiss it. When the congregation, there are many people in the church who want husbands. Sit up. Sit up. Uh-huh. Like you are in school. By now, you shouldn't be sleeping in class. So sit up. Mm-hmm. Give me a smile. Beautiful. Yes. Many of you, as you are sitting here, you don't take heed to yourselves. Everybody wants something. And God can give us whatever we want. Yeah. Children, marriages, jobs, any favor you want, write it down. God can give it to you. But some of us, we go elsewhere. Offer sacrifices. You are, you are a girl. You dress and go and show yourself to a boy. In exchange for what? You won't even come to church. Yeah. Whatever that person gives you is a curse. Yeah. If it is sex, it is a curse. If it is money, it is a curse. If it is any material thing you receive, it is a curse. Even if it is marriage, I'm telling you, it is a curse marriage from the beginning. Because you have covenanted with the wrong person. Many people don't understand. The, you see, the beginning of problems, eh, they are sweet. That's why you don't see it as a problem. When, when people have kidney diseases and liver problems, eh, it starts with alcohol, uh, uh, eating saturated fats. You enjoy the things, so they are happy. Eating this, eating that, drinking, doing that, that. The day they tell you, uh, 
that's why some people, some people, one day a guy went to a uh, hospital. The doctor said, look, the way your condition is, you can't eat this. You can't eat this. He said, doctor, write a death certificate for me. Because I'm telling you that I can't stop. <laughs> hey. Can't stop. Yeah. Because listen to me. Take heed to thyself that thou offer not thy burnt offerings. Don't make sacrifices in every place that thou seest. It's not everywhere that you belong. For you to sow and covenant your life is not right. When you want a relationship, you don't sow into any type of person. When you want a job, you don't accept any type of job. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 14. But in the place which the Lord shall choose in one of thy tribes. Now, there were 12 tribes. Do you remember? And every one of them. Do you understand? Every one of them was supposed to offer something to God. But God said, I'm choosing one out of your tribe. And a place amongst the tribes where you will sow. So, you are from Gad. You are from Asher. You are from Benjamin. You are from Judah. Naphtali. Zebulon. Wherever it is. Don't think that you can sit in your house and offer sacrifices to me. There is a place I've chosen. And a tribe I've chosen amongst you. And a place to come as a form of reverence. That's, what, that's the church. That's the family. The family is, is, is dispersed. We come from different backgrounds. We do different things. But when it comes to God, God wants us to be centralized. It's like what we are doing. Let's do it together. Because that's power. Do you know that devil worshippers travel across the world for conferences? Yeah. The, this, this, this secret world uh, Illuminati and things... They have regional points. They recruit. But when they are doing certain conferences, they move the people to higher places. Thou shalt offer thy burnt offerings, and there thou shalt do all that I command thee. So it's like, don't stay in your home and think that I'm doing this. God accepts it. Even prayer. Jesus taught us, when you want to pray, be in your, don't be like the hypocrite who stand on the outside, who stand in public, and bow down and do things to be seen of men, for they have their reward. But you go into your closet. He taught us, is that not so? How to pray. It's like you have to learn how to pray on your own first. But the same Jesus also told the disciples, stay and wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. He gathered people and taught them, did miracles. Because you know, it is there is a blessing. The honor of the king is in the multitude of his people. God lies gathering. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a spiritual strength in it. Don't forsake it. 
Sometimes when we are casting out demons, they fortify themselves because they have friends in, around. That's, you see, and where, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is power. There's power. You have to understand spiritual things as, as, as a physical person so that you can relate with the things that God is teaching. Don't be casual. And don't argue with things that you don't even understand and you, you don't know the consequences and you belittle them. It's only an illiterate who looks at somebody who has gone to school and is explaining the reason why maybe the country... Uh, things are expensive. The person is explaining inflation. Why things are... Then the person... The, all these people, they are liars. Hmm? Some of you behave like illiterates. Whatever you hear us say, you say we are lying. And that's, that's what deceivers... See, when you meet somebody who tells you, don't listen to the pastors. Yeah. Don't listen to the pastors. So, you are here, but you don't listen to us. Because you have met deceivers, liars. Ignorant, illiterate. And you are following them. When you go for a, 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 a seminar and people are telling you why we have a, a, a climate change, you will understand that. You see, it's, it's the truth. It's, it's the truth. Yeah. Why we experience more heat now. And when it is cold, it is also very cold. Because of our... Problems. Look at the emission. I mean, there are some countries. If you take, uh, 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 if you check uh, 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 weather, uh, uh, what they call it something, air quality, you will see every every capital has its rating. They, yeah, they use when the the scientists go into the sky, they measure all these things. Carbon emission. Look at the cars that are here. Diesel cars, smoking, dust. Dust in the air, diesel in the air. I mean, rubbish that we don't cover. That's why you see flies. Flies. It's like, you see, because you are not exposed to this kind of material, when somebody who is saying it begins to look at all these people, they are wasting time. That's why you will not care about your environment. You eat, you throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. You come to church and you do it. When we close, you should come and see. Yeah. Chewing gum on the chair. You haven't changed. Verse 15. Notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates. Whatsoever thy soul lasteth after, according to the blessing of the Lord. Let me tell you something. God, he wants you to enjoy. Far more than you can even think. When you have been faithful to God, do you know what happens? He gives you everything that pertains to life and godliness. And you are at liberty to enjoy it whatsoever you desire. Eating is not a crime. You see, when you feel like eating, that's... Hey. Okay. When you feel like eating, that's why some people, eh, they can go to a restaurant and order one steak. The steak alone. Eh? One steak is $100. For one, for one person. For one person. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you are wondering, what type of, what is that? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, you haven't heard some before. No. They have earned it. What car do you want to drive? I'm believing God will get to that point. See, when you are blessed, eh, don't, don't feel guilty when you want to live. When you want to enjoy. But now, listen to us because you have not reached there. The, thy God, which he had given thee, the unclean and the clean may eat thereof, as of the roebuck and as of the heart. It's like, there's nothing like an abomination. The roebuck is a deer. Yeah, and the heart is also a type of. And they were told not to eat it. But God is telling Israel that you are at liberty to eat anything that you desire for. Bush meat. You have eaten chicken and now you want to go into exotic food. You want to travel to Kenya and eat crocodiles. Go and eat crocodiles. Don't feel sorry. You see, I'm teaching you, eh, there is God has, God has a vision. He created all things and made it beautiful. And the people he put in are supposed to enjoy. But you see, today, we have not reached there and we are proud. Some of you, when you are eating, the meat is calculated. Yeah. If you go into the stew and you take more than two pieces... You will hear from the lawyers. <laughs> you have calculated it. Sure. Why shouldn't we calculate it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you do soup, you do stew. You know how long it should last. No. You fry chicken. Hey! The thighs. It's not everybody who eats the chicken drums. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you make a mistake, you go and take a part that you are not supposed to take. You will hear something. Yeah. Yeah. So, what causes the distraction? Of the congregation. Number one. What causes the destruction of the congregation or the end of the congregation? Number one. Go to um, Deuteronomy chapter 10. Sorry, 12, verse. But when you go over Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God giveth you to inherit and, and, and when he giveth you rest from all your enemies round about so that ye dwell in safety. Verse 11. Then there shall be a place which the Lord your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there. Number one reason why the congregation dies is because they ignore the place where God has chosen for them. And when I talk about congregation, I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about, don't think about anybody. If you are, you are congregants, you are members of the church, members of the family, 
and the instructions and the promises are to individuals. Everyone has to do it. That's why he says, take heed to thyself. Because sometimes when you are hearing the thing, it's like, oh, all of us should do it. Yes. But you forget that you, it starts with you. Don't think about somebody. Because many people don't do it. I'm your pastor. Many things we say, some people don't respect it. But I also know people who respect it and their lives are different. So take heed to thyself. Respect the place God has chosen for you. The church is the chosen ground. Yeah. The church is the place God offers himself. That's why we don't pay tight anywhere but to the church. Even if you go to the bank, you are putting it into the account of the church. Not as a, 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 a what? Orphanage donation. When you hear Christians who can proudly say, me, I've stopped paying title. I give my tithe to poor people. It is not tithe. No. You are giving your money to poor people. You have your reward. But as far as God is concerned, you don't honor his word. Yeah. Yeah. When you sit in the church and you belittle these things, let me tell you, many people, if you have encountered people who despise instructions like this, you see in their lives inability to progress financially. Yeah. And financial progression is not about, some people have a lot of money, but there are also a lot of problems with it. Yeah. And they don't have peace at all. I'm talking about having little and, and being content with it. I'm not talking about millions. God has, you see, it's not everybody who's going to be a millionaire. Because happiness is not based on money. When we're growing up, eh, we, 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 we had friends who were very rich. But as, even as children, you see that, look, it's not easy. Sicknesses, problems, suicide, unhappiness, drugs. In the midst of their riches, oh, then you see people don't have that amount of money and they're happy. And you see that over the years, the people from the rich homes, they don't even finish school. Their lives end and they are truncated at a certain point. But those who are from the poor backgrounds, they rise up and become great people in the future. So I'm not talking about money being the end of our happiness. If, if that's how you think, you're not understanding it. Because the blessing of God, it maketh rich. It addeth no sorrow. And the riches of God has nothing to do with money. He's rich in grace, rich in mercy. If you serve God in truth and in faithfulness and you commit to the things he wants you to do, you are the one who experiences a blessing. I'm telling you. Sometimes some people who are married are not happy. And those of you who are not married, you are happy. But you won't even, you won't even understand it. Because when you tell a poor man that, look, you, eh, you are better off than this rich man. You say, hey, which one be that? I want that money plus the problems. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a guy who wrote his memoirs. He was a chauffeur to a very rich man. And he drove the man for 40 years. He served him for 40 years. And when the man died, 
he gave him money and some property. But he said that what has made him happy is not what was he got, but the lessons he learned. That in spite of the wealth, his, his, his master never had peace. Yeah. He said his children, his wife, family, always the things he built, the companies, the problems, the liars, the deception, the betrayal. It's like he sits in the car with him and the man just bursts out to cry and says, take me to a place. He said, one day he told him, take me to a place where there will be nobody around. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, throughout his years, he learned to be happy. And people were looking down on him and saying that, you have been driving this man. Don't you have sense? Don't you have a vision? You want to live like a driver? But you see, over the years, his children became lawyers. His children became doctors. His children grew up, became, and the rich man's children were moving around, fighting, arguing, going to jail. Uh, uh, yes. So he learned, he learned to be content. And so the reward of money and, and, and material things after their death was not the, 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 the desired uh, uh, thing that he, it's like that's not the joy. But the lessons he learned in life gave him peace. And that's why the Bible says life doesn't consist in the abundance of things that one has. And many of us don't understand. See, if you come to believe this and God says you have something, God says give it, you will understand why you should give it and not argue. Because those of you who are very calculated eh, and the church wants to take our tithe, the church wants to take this, they take, all the things, keep them and ask yourself, as you have kept them, what has it given you? Life is lived fully when you are able to express yourself in giving. Yeah, that's why women, when they give birth, they are happy. The pain and, and the shame and the things they go through. Some of them, they also look at their body, the changes, they don't like it too. You think they don't want to have the small stomach, eh? Eh? And the firm breast. Now, they used to look at their breasts, but now they can't see it. Yeah. Because their breast is looking somewhere else. But the joy of giving life, the joy of giving life is enough. You see some women who have given birth, their stomach has become like they are still pregnant. Do you think they are happy about it? Look at our wives. But the joy of giving life is enough. So you see sometimes you go through changes. It's painful to give. You will lose something when you give. But when you give, you also give life. And it is enough. It is enough. It is enough. Yeah. Yellow. You are quiet too. And so that's point number one. Point number two. Number two reason why the congregation 
ends or is cut off. All right. Number two is idolatry. When we mention idolatry, many people think, hey, me, I'm not part of it. Verse 12. Deuteronomy 12, 12. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, ye and your sons and your daughters, and your men servants, and your maid servants, and the Levite that is within your gates, for as much as he hath no part or inheritance with you. Verse 13. Verse 13. Take heed to thyself that thou offer not thy burnt offerings in every place that thou seest. Now, this instruction is to tell you that as far as God is concerned, if you have to give anything, there is always a place you give it. Whatever you are supposed to give to God, if you divert it, that place is your place of worship. It's your idol. You are practicing idolatry. There is something you idolize. Many of us invest our monies in things that we don't think are a problem. Yeah. Verse 14. But in the place which the Lord shall choose in one of thy tribes, there shall thou offer thy burnt offerings, and there thou shalt do all that I command thee. So here you see that anything that you are doing, eh, God has expectations and instructions to it. He, he knows that Everything you do has a consequence. Don't take life for granted. It's just like, you see, corn. When you throw it on a fertile ground without burying it at the season, at the right time, you see that it will just, even tomato seeds. Sometimes when you just pour the seeds out, water, you pour it out. Before you see it, it's growing. Because the ground is fertile. But that same seed, if you throw it on the street, it will be trampled over. You won't see it. So you may think that it was just casual, but there is, there is a consequence. And Satan's power of deception is to make you feel that you have nothing to give to God. Think about yourself. But God's word says, take heed to thyself and do what God commands you to do. Don't take heed to yourself and live without any instruction. Everything. Even sometimes, eh? If you buy some things in some places, you are covenanting. Because of the spirits behind it. But because you have a covenant with God, with your money, your money goes to God, it cuts you off those altars. There are many restaurants we eat that they do things. So. Yeah. Hmm. There are some restaurants, if you go there, you see the things there. And you understand it. You won't eat again. But look, we will eat. Hmm. Supermarkets. One day I went to some, we were buying something for the church. And went to a certain man's office. At his door, he had pepper, pepper. Tight. It is his God. Protection. Pepe is casting out demons. Evil spirits are afraid of Pepe. I don't know about that. 
He believes in things. You go to some restaurants, they have idols. Some of them, they have even a place of worship, of sacrifices, where they put money and other things. But you won't see it. So that they will get money from us. Yeah, that's what sometimes you may be there, you feel like eating something, then you go to that particular place. You think it's normal. And, and in the ignorance of our minds, that's why God tells you to also make covenants that will protect you. Yeah. Life, eh? If our eyes open to some things, I'm telling you, you'll be afraid. You only drink water in your house. <laughs> yeah. Even baby diapers, there, there used to be a time that there's a company that produced baby diapers and all other things. They were uh, supporting uh, satanism. Yeah. And they were not ashamed though. Yeah. They were using their money to support satanism blatantly. And you are buying their things to cover your babies. When the children are stubborn, you understand where it's coming from. <laughs> when they can't sleep, you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. 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 You don't know anything about life. And you can't see many things. The one who sees things is telling you, take heed to yourself and obey the thing that I say concerning your sacrifices. Because your sacrifices are made either to God or to idols. Yeah. As for money, it, the only exchange is two mediums. That which goes to honor God and that which goes to the kingdom of the world. Yeah. And as long as we are in this world, we will, Jesus Christ, they asked him for tax. Who was he paying tax to? To Caesar. He said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar. It's like there are some things you can't, you can't, you can't say you will not do it. Yeah. You can't say you will not do it. But before you are doing certain things, eh, you have built yourself in your covering and in your protection. So you are insulated from the effects of these things around us. Oh, when you are doing business, make personal vows. It's like you are starting a business. Make a personal vow. I'm giving this amount of money. Because many of your competitors, they've gone to make sacrifices. You, you are sitting down in the church and you come and you come and look at us. When we say we are taking offering, you, you open your mouth and say, you, that money that you heard us mention, you are going to use it to fix air condition and do tiles and other things. This pastor, this pastor, what is he saying? Then you see the person who doesn't have air condition and whatever. People are buying the things. You see the person who, whose things are even inferior to yours. One day, uh, um, a church member told me to go and pray for her sister's school. When I went to the school, hey, beautiful school that has started with only five children for about one year. And it's not because it's expensive. No. People are not coming. And there was another place around there that children are flocking there. I mean, you go to the school. I think at that time she had four rooms. She was starting from, yeah, crash. Beautiful. Hey. Nice. And in a nice environment. But along down there. 
said, the only thing I can say is that go and make a personal vow. Go to your church. Because she was in my church. I, I'm, I'm not telling you, come and give anything to me. It's you and God. Go and make a sacrifice to God. That's all. And she went to do it. Later, a friend was telling me, Charlie, people are holy, people are inquiring, this, that. To God be the glory. It's like, it's like you see, sometimes eh, what can give you a breakthrough eh, is a sacrifice. It's not a lot of effort to make things. You know, you are a woman. You are, you are dressing to kill. You will kill yourself. Because no man dies by your dressing. You are the one who will die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This world, eh, there is idolatry. People make sacrifices to gods and to things they believe in. You say you have God. Where is your sacrifice before your God? Where is your sacrifice? Ask yourself this year. Have you even sat and said to yourself, I'm going to give God this sacrifice and pray over something you expect God to do. And just, you see, when you read the Bible, these things, eh, you hear the Holy Spirit teaching you. So when you hear a pastor talking about it, it just confirms it. In the mouth of two or three uh, uh, witnesses, a matter is established. Giving is very secret. But it is also very, very structured. There are things God says you should give. Your tithe. Your tithe. It's between you and God. If you come and give me $100 here as your tithe, I don't know. Maybe you should be giving uh, 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 2000 And you are giving 100 It's between you and God. If God says a heave offering, it's like you take up something and you, you, you say, Lord, I just lift up this to say thank you for this job. Then you come, put it somewhere. It's between you and God. A vow. You are expecting God to bless you. You say, God, I want you to do this for me. And when you do it, I will give this thing. That one, you, you get the result and then you come. You see? Yeah. That's how vows are paid. Because the Bible says, Jacob vowed a vow. And he said, if thou wouldest bless me and I come back, I'll give you a tenth of all that I have. And he did that. So sometimes, when God sees you as faithful in giving, when you make vows, he blesses you to test whether you come and honor the vow. But you don't give heave offerings. There's none. You have never sat in your room and said, I'm lifting up this 2,000, Lord, and I'm praying over this job interview that I'm going. When you come, pastor, pray for me. Pastor, pray for me. Meanwhile, when they go to the marabou, anything you do, they will charge you. Anything you do, they will charge you. Because see, Satan understands sacrifice. That's why many people can't stay in the church. You, because you don't see results in your life. And sometimes you wake up, what is there? Yes, you don't see it because you don't believe. And there are people who stay because they see results. We, we have seen people who have been blessed. And I see people who you, I talk to and they don't make any effort. I'm telling you, Jesus said, I don't cast my pearls before swine. If you have a pig, you don't dress the pig and take it to wedding. Your jewelry, then you, you, you carry the pig. You carry the pig and you, you put on your jewelry and take selfies. Last point. Hey. Hey, time is gone. Hmm. 
Yes. So the first point is what? Give me your first point. All right. The last one, last point for today is found in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 13. It says, take heed to thyself that thou offer not thy burnt offerings in every place that thou seest. Take heed to thyself. Many of us do not pay attention to ourselves. You see, do you sit and think about your life and your relationship with God? You are thinking about your life and your relationship with a man. You are thinking about your life and your relationship with your boss at work. You are thinking about your life and your relationship with your family. That's of more concern. And many of you, you make the sacrifices and the adjustments to please your parents, to please your bosses, to please men or women, men to please women. We have chosen men and curse is the one whose trust is in the arm of flesh for it faileth. When you take heed to yourself, you become very conscious of the fact that God has a plan for you in spite of the people around you and you need to commit You don't sit down and think about many things. You're always moving. Laziness makes you narrow-minded. And it leads you into conforming. Conforming. And this is what the family is doing. We are, we are all going here. We are all wearing this cloth. We are all going to do this. They say we should do this. They say we should do that. You see, when people go to school and they get degrees and get jobs, maybe in UN, and they have to be posted. They don't care about anything. Their heart is in that job and the opportunity. And they can be away from their family throughout their professional years. No problem. Yeah. And they have something to show for their sacrifice. Even people who, who make commitments to institutions like that. Soldiers leave their families and go to war. Yeah. But it's like when you are a Christian, you can't make any sacrifice. When you are a believer of God, you can't sacrifice your family. You can't sacrifice anything. No. Take heed to thyself. You are so attached to people who can't do anything in your life. They can't change anything. You see, the curse that God pronounced on the woman is very wild. He said, your desire shall be for the man. Like, when you see a man, he becomes like your God. And, and if even he, he, I'm sorry, if even he's like a beast, you see, you still like that beast. Yeah. Many women who get into difficult marriages, they don't take heed to themselves. Normally, you see, you can be in a family and there are many things that are going on wrong and you just want a way out. When you meet somebody who, who tells you, I want to marry you, I'll take you out. It's like that, that thing is enough to, 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 to overlook anything that you have to look to any warning sign. And then the day you move out and you are with him, you realize that even the home was better. 
Yeah. Because you did not take heed to yourself. You're not cautious. We're not thoughtful. You didn't sit down to reflect. When you are desperate, you don't negotiate. It's like you have something you very valuable. Uh, I want to sell it. Uh, you sell it cheaply. Yeah. Because you're under pressure. You're under pressure. Be careful. Be very, very careful. Take heed to yourself. Many of us in the church, we don't do that. You see, put me aside. Put anything that you have heard aside. Ask yourself, what do you want? And ask yourself, what you are doing? How will it end? Ask God to help you. You will see that you will come to a place eh, where you realize that what I'm saying is what God is saying to you. Because I'm using his word. Sometimes we love people who make mistakes. Not because we encourage their mistakes. Love covers a multitude of sins. We don't have the power to change you. We have the power to love you. And so you make the mistakes. And when you make the mistakes, you realize that it's like we can't help you. Or you think we don't care. It's not that we don't care. But it, it, see, it wasn't in our power to change you. It is not in our power to solve that problem. When you sit there, you don't think. And it's like you feel under pressure. You are not happy. You've gone through a relationship. It didn't work. All you want is another relationship. And the person you meet, his, his brains, you know, all the signs show that this, this, this brain doesn't function well. But it's like he, 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 he gives you a certain comfort that nobody's giving you. So you put away the warning signals. And it destroys us. There's nobody here who has a problem I've created. Yeah. So why should I be concerned about your problems? It is God. Who is coming to you? Because me too, I have my problems that I'm dealing with. And when I step out of my own and I come into your situation and you don't honor it, please. But as for my love, don't think I don't love you. I love you. Even until the end. Because the Bible says God doesn't take pleasure in the demise of the wicked. When he loves people who are wicked, turn your phones off quickly. When he loves people who do evil and are wicked, even very, to the very end, he doesn't rejoice when something bad happens to them. Yeah. The church, ask yourself. That's why sometimes when you hear people when they have problems and the church and the church and they didn't and this people they don't care, this people they are hypocrites, this people they are this, they are this. You see, when you are in your pride, you don't listen to anybody. But when you have problems, humility comes. Then you remember that you, you have people who are to help you who don't want to help you. Yeah. Don't get there. Don't get there to your destruction, to your end. The congregation, you, you are cut off because you don't take heed to yourself. Sometimes when you are in a group, you can hide a lot of things. But when you are alone, your reality comes up. And when you are at that moment, eh, you have to think. Yeah. 
Don't follow the crowd. I, I, I never make choices that are, are supposed to be pleasant. People will accept you. This one is, I don't care. Because when I die, you won't judge me. You will not be there. Whatever you did against me, God will ask me how I handled it. So I have taken heed to myself that you don't hinder my blessing. You don't hinder my progress. You don't hinder my, my, my promotion. No. Sometimes people ask, how are you able to handle all these issues and people... I, mean, I went for a camp one time, then one of the ladies came after, I said, Bishop, so when you talk, you have been through things, so how have you been able to overcome? I said, hey, it's God. <laughs> it is God. Yeah. That's why, see, somebody will see, oh, what I'm telling you, I've also overcome it. There is no problem you have that I have not seen some before. I've come under pressure from parents. Why are you going to church plenty? Yes, I've overcome it. Yes, I've done businesses where people think that you, 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 you are not serious with your business. You are serious with, uh, uh, with God. Yeah. Yeah. And the people in the church also think that you like money. You don't like. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've overcome all those things. Yeah. 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 To choose a wife. I'm telling you. As for that one, it's another message. So I want you to go home. Your ears are too itchy. It's enough. Yeah. yeah. Sit in church and be happy. God, He wants your happiness more than you want it. If some of you, you have made choices, you are not happy. I see people who make mistakes. Yeah. And it is only when they have made their mistakes that they come to themselves. You see, the prodigal son was with the wise father. And he knew that this guy, he's going to destroy himself. But he didn't say anything. He allowed him to go. And he went through all the things. And then he came to himself because a seed was in him. He knew and experienced goodness. And so when he lost everything and even nobody cared about him, he remembered and said, hey, even my father's house, the people who were servants, they are better than where I am. Let me go back and be like one of them. Because he didn't take heed to himself. You are in a hurry to leave the church. You are in a hurry to cut yourself off. Go. Go. The, the Bible says, Jesus gave that parable. He said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger one went to his father and said, give to me all that followed to me. And he divided his pearls and gave unto him. And not many days after, he gathered all and took a journey into a far country. The father didn't say anything. You want this? Take it and go. Some of you, whatever you want to do, do it. But remember, God says that you don't have the right to do whatever you want. The day you make your mistake, I pray that you will sit down and say, hey, I will come back. Yeah. 
I will come back. Because God's heart is after us. God's heart, it is always after us. But sit here today and ask yourself, am I taking a step that can destroy me? Pray that you won't make that mistake. Because sometimes by the time you come back, it's too late. One sister. <laughs> finished school. Somebody offered her a job. She says, I want to travel. She left for UK. She was there eight years. She came back. Things were not working. When she came back, she had to look for a job. Now her juniors had gone and risen. And she said, I can't go to a place where even my juniors are my seniors. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you have come, oh, but the conditions, yeah, the pride didn't die. The pride didn't die. Let it die today. Amen. Let something die. Take heed to yourself. Sit down and think. You see, when you think about your life, you'll be humble. There are some mistakes you'll never make. Me today, by the grace of God, I speak with all humility, there are some things you won't find me doing. I, won't, I will not get into it by the grace of God. By the grace of God. Yeah. How about you? How about you? You see people who have been around for years, they are not happy. Even when you call them to come to church, it's like you are punishing, it's like, hey, you don't know what you, are, you want. What they say, the mind they have. Yeah. It's a reflection of the heart they have for God. Take heed to thyself. Stand to your feet, everybody. <laughs> Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Speak to the Lord. I don't know. But I believe that anytime we, we, we gather, God speaks to us. Anytime we gather, God speaks to us. Yeah. Anytime we gather, God speaks to us. Yes, Lord. Lift your hands. Speak to him. Ask him for help. Yes. I don't want to be trapped in idolatry. I don't want to ignore the place God has chosen for me to bless me. God told Israel, I'm choosing a place to bless you. A place for your sacrifices. A place for obedience. A place for gathering. I can show you a scripture which brought a curse because of idol worship. Not today. I finished preaching. Everything God warns people against, people do it. And there are consequences right in the Bible. 
consequences. There's a whole congregation that God destroyed because they worshiped Baal. And they were bent like bread in an oven. They were trapped. Sometimes it doesn't end up that way with us. So we think we are free. But let's be careful. Every decision has a consequence. Every choice you make has a repercussion. There is a price you will pay for every step. Ask yourself, this thing that I'm doing, what will come out of it? God will speak to you. Put the pastor aside. Take heed to yourself. Sit down and meditate. You and God. Ask him questions. About what you want to do. About what you are doing. About the things that you, 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 you have opened your heart to fill you. And you, you hear his laugh. And you will see that the words that come from the pulpit, they are not meant for condemnation. They are meant for elevation. Anytime God is correcting us, he wants to promote us. He wants to deliver us. But it's only a foolish child that despises correction. Don't be foolish. Don't do the wrong. And come back as a prodigal son. Some people go and they are destroyed. They never come back. Others, when they come back, they have no place. That's, this. That's Satan. The father said, this is my son. He was dead. But now he's alive. He took everything that he thought would give him happiness, but it was death. Sometimes you think you have found something that is making you happy, but you have chosen death, not life. What choice are you walking in? Lift your hands. Speak to the Lord. Pray. I want you to be sober and reflect. Some of you, you should be speaking and taking some decisions right now and asking God to help you. When you walk out of this place, a change must be made manifest immediately. Yes. A reversal, a U-turn, a direct turnover. Yes. Drastic. Thank you. And touch us with your Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So oh, yes. Jesus. Yes. Yes. As we seek your what causes the end of a congregation? What causes my end? What causes your end? What brings your relationship to, with God to an end? What brings God's promises and covenants for your life to an end? Does it ever happen that what God promises, he, he stops? Does it ever happen that God refuses to give unto us everything that pertains to life and godliness? Ask yourself. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. 
Father, we thank you. Help us, Lord. Help us. Deliver us. Set us free from deceptions, from dishonoring your place of gathering and worship and sacrifices. Your place of blessing. Your place of authority over our lives. Deliver us from idolatry into committing ourselves into other forms of worship and sacrifices. Relationships. Deliver us. Give us grace to take heed to ourselves. To pay attention to the things that you have said. Thank you. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. We thank you, Father. We bless you. In the name of Jesus. Every eye closed. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.